0: Talk FX, where we promise to keep the conversation honest and real for our Fragile X community. We are a group of moms of Fragile X children, self-advocates, and full mutation carriers from Washington, Idaho, and Oregon all on a mission to share our stories and experiences in the hopes of reaching more Fragile X families and creating more awareness of Fragile X syndrome. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. Welcome to Talk Fragile X podcast. I'm joined today with Debbie and Kelsey, both moms of children with Fragile X syndrome. And we're going to talk today about Fragile X Awareness Month, which is this July. Um, we're also going to talk about the National Fragile X Foundation International Conference uh, virtual series that's currently going on and just share some takeaways and just the importance of being a part of these conferences in general, even just you know past ones that you guys may have Uh, attended or experienced um I would just love to hear from you guys on both of these topics so um thanks for being with us today
1: hello thank you. you
0: awesome um so whoever just wants to um chat first you know go right ahead um So what is the importance, do you think, of Fragile X Awareness Month and um, why it's so important to advocate for Fragile X um, during this time?
2: I'll let Debbie take that first.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Kelsey. Um, I think the importance of Fragile X Awareness is um, just to, to, because not a lot of people really know about Fragile X. And so when it comes up in conversations, people are like, oh. And so explaining it to them, um, they're like, you know, they begin to ask questions and understand more. And it creates more um, acceptance of, you know, kids with fragile X. And people learn that, yeah, there are children out there with fragile X.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And also, um, just... Uh, raising awareness. um, I know we've talked about it in past podcasts, but also um, the more people that know, you know, hopefully it'll be easier for um, future diagnoses for families and for families to find out um, sooner rather than later, uh, because it kind of, um, it changes a whole, your whole family, not just one specific person. It affects your whole family. And I also think, um, you know, it's, not to label anyone sort of syndrome, but it seems that just, um, for instance, Down syndrome is very widely known. And I would like to see one day um, where someone would say, oh, my loved one has Fragile X syndrome. And people just say, oh, I know what that is. And it would be more common. Um, because there is so many people affected by Fragile X. It's not just one person, it's, um, it's a whole family unit. So that's, that's would be my, my main thing, um, for fragile X awareness is just getting the word out there so that people know, um, before things happen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to, to, uh, kind of, um, respond to that with another question, you know, what do you think the, um, you know, benefit I guess is of you know people responding to um, when they hear fragile X and then being like, oh, I know what that is. Kind of like with you know autism or Down syndrome. You know, why do you think we should get to a place of uh, really? having, um, more people understand what Fragile X is and, you know, having that original or, or initial, initial reaction versus being like, what is Fragile X? Um, what would you say is the benefit of that?
1: I think, um, for me, it's, um, people don't really, the first thing they think of when they think of a disability is they don't think of the X chromosome or your genes being a factor in a child's um, disability. So I think um, they always think of maybe the brain being affected um, and not so much like their genetics being affected. So talking more about the syndromes like fragile X that affects the genes and how it can be passed on, I think creates more talk about, okay, this is why certain disabilities happen Um, because of the genes and the X chromosome um, mutation.
2: Yeah. And also um, finding out a diagnosis as such, um, you know, better prepares a family for what to expect in the future and um, what correct therapies to get um, a child in um, as they grow up because every disability is um, different. It's special in its own way. And finding um, out a certain diagnosis may not seem so important. It's, you know, some families say, oh, yes, my child is disabled. It doesn't really matter exactly what it is. But it does. And a lot of, um, I hear a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to know about Fragile X because my child has autism. And that's just what it is. And they want to sit with that diagnosis. But sometimes um, autism gets, um, it's, it's. If you have the Fragile X diagnosis, then you could understand a little bit more. Um, I don't know if that's making sense, but there's just some different things to know about, um, like I said, with a whole family unit, not just the one person. So it's important to know that diagnosis to be able to learn about um, where to go from there.
0: Right. And there's so many people that don't know that. Fragile X syndrome is the leading known genetic cause of autism, and so you know when um, families get uh, diagnosed with fragile X syndrome, they you know have most ta- most times than not um, have never even heard of it because um, you know when when you're getting ready to you know have a child or something, you know they they'll do genetic testings for you. And, uh, you know, in my experience and, you know, friends and family circle, they've never been told like, oh yeah, part of the testing is for, you know, autism or like, you know, even fragile X, but actually, uh, just recently my best friend became pregnant and, um, in her genetic testing, they, it did say that it would be tested for fragile X syndrome, which was really uh, interesting to me. And also I thought that that was, that was cool. Um, it was even said in there in the testing and she actually, uh, told me about it. So, um, I think that just knowing that, you know, fragile X is, is out there, you know, in a very, um, official way I guess you could say (laughs) Um, like that it is tested for Um, but I mean possibly not to the point of people you know being told that that's part of the testing is the thing Um, because and I think that that is another factor in why people don't know what it is Um, and just the fact that, you know, also when you're getting those types of genetic testings to see like, you know, what your uh, baby may or may not uh, be at risk for having, um, they don't list every single thing on that, on that list. There's generally quite a few things. So um, that's another factor as well. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um so what, um what are some effective ways do you guys think um we could be creating more awareness of Fragile X during this during the current times right now just with you know social distancing and everything like how can we utilize you know this uh upcoming month of July for for the awareness month how um do you think that we can still be active in creating that awareness of fragile X?
2: Um, well, usually I would say, you know, I, I'm constantly telling my family um, when you're out and about with my son, if somebody says something or um, asks, don't be afraid to tell them and educate. And I, I hand out little cards when people ask questions about fragile X Um but as you said, you know, we're in a, a weird time in the world right now where people aren't getting together and you're staying six feet away and you're not um, trying to get into anybody's business because you're not trying to be close to anybody. So it's a totally different, um, a different time. So I think what we need to do is, is, uh, you know, as is, is hard as it is, it's just coming together virtually and using our technology for our benefit and, using social media, educating your friends. If you um, have people on your Facebook, I know that if I post a video of my son or something, people ask questions. Don't ever be afraid to back down from that. When people ask questions, making sure to educate. And um, even if you don't think that they may listen, you never know when that one out of five may listen and it may help them to... um, say oh yeah i heard about fragile x once and um you know it you never know who it may affect so make sure to just uh get it out there to your friends and family and just do what you can to educate even though um we can't be together right now it's that's maybe debbie has some better info on that
1: um well i have i live over by a few parks that i like to walk and uh one of my hobbies is rock painting. And usually I write on the back of the rock uh, hashtag fragile X. So when somebody finds that painted rock and they look on the back, they can be like, Oh, what's this? And then most people have messaged me or said, Oh yeah, I'm looking up fragile X and finding out what it's all about and stuff. So that's how I have been raising awareness. And when I meet people um, I talk about my son and if, I'm out in a grocery store or something. I have to go. Um, I talk about my side or I'll wear a fragile X shirt and people will ask me, you know, what's fragile X? And I'll talk to them about it. Um, So I've been getting out and and walking and doing my rock painting because it helps my mental health. And so that's how I've been raising awareness is um, through my hobby.
0: Right. Those are both really great ways using your platforms of, you know, social media and then also utilizing your hobbies to create more awareness of fragile X syndrome. I think that those are both really personable ways that people can connect with. Um, But also, you know, it poses the question of, for instance, like what what Kelsey was sharing, what if there are, you know, families out there affected by Fragile X that don't necessarily like to use social media to um, share about their child, um, you know, in in kind of a more public way, because there's definitely families out there that are a little on the safer side, a little more hesitant to post about their child or uh, really anything real personal. So, what would you say to those families that you know um, prefer a little more um, privacy in that particular way?
1: Maybe ask um, fellow fragilex moms who maybe they see post on social media and find out um you know what do you post what is your experience with posting things about your child um and getting input um maybe they would feel more comfortable if they got input from other moms who also post um and maybe they find a group there's facebook pages for fragile x moms to ask questions and and to network with other parents and so i think you know, getting feedback and asking those questions about, you know, how do you post? And, you know, I'm always careful about who I invite on Facebook. I don't just invite anyone. Um, I usually, you know, am very careful and posting about my son, but I like to share about him. And so I think it's good to ask other parents um, if they're concerned about posting, what have they done in the past and, and getting that input is, is super helpful.
0: Right. And even just joining those, you know, uh, Facebook groups that are out there, um, you know, that are specifically geared towards Fragile X families and, um, just even joining, you know, different, um, uh, National Fragile X Foundation chapter pages, um, you know, the Northwest Fragile X Alliance, um, and the National Fragile X Foundation, and just even just following them and, and seeing what, what content they share, too, um, I think can just be helpful as far as, like, research and support, um, and then also kind of finding ways to find those community networks as well, Um, are really, I've seen people, you know, connect really well with those, and, Um, without really having to worry about posting anything, you know, um, more personal, they can just kind of seek out those things from, you know, other, or whether it's an organization or something like that, or, you know, a group of fragile ex moms on a, on a, you know, private group that's, um, a little more secure, um, if that makes sense. So, yeah, for sure. um, Yeah. Um, so have you guys been involved in a Fragile X Awareness Month event in the past that you can recall? And, um, you know, how has it been, uh, helpful to you and, uh, impactful to you?
1: I've been to, uh, a couple conferences when they had them in person in Seattle. And, uh, it's it. I remember the first one I went to, um, and I talked to Dr. Hagerman, she was at one of them, and um, it was really neat to pick her brain from, you know, an expert, and getting her email, and her being open to me, emailing her questions, and um, you just learn a lot of things that you didn't know, like I learned the difference between there's autistic behaviors, and then there's fragile X behaviors, and then you know, um, we did an exercise on sensory overload and that was an eye-opener. And I'm like, wow, that's what my son feels sometimes too and how he reacts. So that was really cool to kind of, and then to talk to other Fragile X families, uh, you know, that maybe have the same age child or maybe they're a little bit older and just being able to connect with other families was really nice too. And I also went to a picnic and my first picnic I went to, I didn't know anybody with kids with fragile X, And I ended up uh, meeting Michelle. And um, it was probably one of the best days of my life when I connected with um, Michelle and her family, and Wendy. And um, it was just like, wow, there are people here that, you know, walk the same, same walk as I do. They all have kids with Fragile X, and so it was really, really nice to, and then you gain a lot of knowledge as a parent. You begin to understand where your child's coming from and, and what and how Fragile X impacts them um, and their life, so it was really, you know, I, I recommend the conference because you get to learn a lot more about Fragile X, and you also get to ask questions, I think asking questions. Is the key to learning more about your child and learning about Fragile X. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: And I personally haven't. Um, we're still pretty fresh in our diagnosis. My, um, it, we're coming up on two years in October that we've known about my son's diagnosis. He's three, and so we haven't had a, pre- a chance, particularly to participate we're still um we're still very fresh in our morning i think a lot of the time um which uh, anybody out there listening is completely normal um two years out to still be morning it's a very heavy diagnosis but um we're excited now that we're kind of getting a little bit more okay with how everything is going to um, in the future participate and things and like this year being able to um, participate virtually on the Fragilex X Conference 2020 has been significant in our education and um, being able to get more awareness ourselves so um, we look forward to doing that more in the future so this will be our first year we're going to kind of really advocate in in July so we're excited
0: that's awesome. You know, I think it's great we've we've covered, you know, how we as um, individuals affected by fragile X syndrome can, um, you know, make the most of this fragile X awareness month, uh, even during the current times with social distancing and everything. And just knowing that we have that social media uh, and utilizing our hobbies even to um create more awareness of Fragile X in like fun ways and also, you know, still engaging ways, but then also talking about how, you know, when things get more normalized, um, hopefully, Sooner than later, um, we our next Fragile X Awareness Month can be in person, and more families can have those experiences, like Debbie was talking about, of um, you know meeting other families with Fragile X in person and sharing experiences and being able to meet, um, fragile X experts and, and picking their brains and asking them questions. And, um, honestly, I think it even can come down to, um, sharing, you know, uh, what's been helpful for each of us individually, as far as, um, resources. So, you know, like Dr. Hagerman and, uh, other, um, fragile X experts that we're aware of and just, sharing um, with people um, about them and maybe, you know, sharing their contact information and allowing them to be able to connect uh, in their own ways. Um, because, you know, everyone's Fragile X journey is different um, because we all um, kind of go about it in in different ways, I think, sometimes. Um, you know, and some of us are siblings of children with Fragile X. Some of us are full mutation carriers you know, some of us are parents of children with Fragile X syndrome, um, and so I think it's important that we are all, you know, equipped to be able to um, encourage and provide resources for those individuals who are affected by um, Fragile X in any of those ways.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So,
0: um yeah. Um, I want to also talk about the National Fragile X Foundation Conference. Um, I know, Debbie, that you said, um, or Kelsey, I'm sorry, you said you um, were able to participate in one of the series. So was there anything so far that has really stood out to you um, as far as any takeaways that have kind of helped you um, after listening to one of the um, one of the topics?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, and I listened, um, the first series was, um, very educational in a lot of different ways than this current series, uh, has been. And I'm still catching up on some of the, the videos this week, but, um, thankfully how cool it is that we can go and and rewatch them and, uh, you know, at our own pace, which I think is awesome. Yes. Um, so that has been super amazing that, that this virtual series has been a thing cuz I don't think that um you know otherwise we would have been able to go because of um it is it is ex- an expenditure but totally worth it. Um so hopefully in the future we can go in person but um I think what I've taken away from this uh this little this last weekend was um a lot of what to prepare for in the future and a lot of what to understand about myself as a carrier, um understanding uh mental health stuff and learning about Faxpoy, um, and more about Fast Tax. It's been eye opening to say the least. Um I've been able to watch with my mom um and I'm not gonna go too much into um my family situation, but just knowing, um, knowing more about myself and knowing what to prepare for. And, um, you know, with fast tax, I thought it was interesting a lot. There was a a gal who talked, um, about her family and how her dad, um, had fast tax or has fast tax and how, um, his wife said what they wish they would have known And I thought that was pretty amazing, you know, the things that they would have done differently had they known that was going to come on, Um, getting things handicap accessible and um, getting funds in in order, getting your, um, just your house prepared. There was just so much because she was saying how it kind of quickly creeps up and then it's like, oh my gosh, what do we do? So I think that's really important for people to um, to look out for and very, very good information. Um, and I also, there was a, um, that same gal, her sons both have full mutation. One was 28 and one was 23, I believe. And um uh, for me with my son um being only three right now, it was super awesome to see these adults and how fluently they were talking. One of them was reading. Um, it looked like the mom had made a script for him to read. And that was just that almost made me ball because it was like, Oh my gosh, our kids can read one day. Our kids can do, you know, sit and have a, you know, a conversation and they they sat there for a good amount of time, those boys did. And I was so impressed. So that gave me a lot of hope. And I think that's why it's important for you to get together with other Fragile X families. Because as you said, Nicole, all of us coming from different walks of Fragile X life, um, being able to see, um, you know, seeing that at different points is very important to learn and, and know what to be prepared for. So I was really impressed. And I also, um, the 28 year old, he lives by himself and he also, um, drives. So that was really cool to give me some hope and, uh, a little bit of bright, uh, information, I guess. <laughs> so I've learned a lot and I'm still watching the videos and I, there's, so much to learn. So anybody that has a chance to get on and do the virtual conference, take advantage of it. And the video, the videos I believe will be available until the end of the year. So um, definitely worth looking into.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing, Kelsey. I think that um, everything that you shared just kind of um, speaks to how important it is for us to be, uh, willing to share our, uh, Fragile X stories, you know, and just sharing how each of us and our, um, our, uh, awareness of Fragile X and just our association with it, um, how it can inspire other families, for instance, the 28 year old that can, you know, drive and, um, has some uh, in, independent aspects of his life is so encouraging for families that have, you know, younger kids to, with Fragile X to know that that is a possibility, that that, that is a, a thing that that um, our kids can strive for. And um, I think, you know, every kid also um, is on a different spectrum with, with Fragile X too. And so, um, I think that knowing that, you know, kids with Fragile X can learn, they can be taught things with with consistency and with love and patience, um, that that can go a long way. And so I think that when you join a conference like this and hear from Fragile X experts, but also other families um, associated with Fragile X, that can give people... Uh, Uh, tuning in, you know, hope and, um, it can give them an example of, you know, what individuals with Fragile X are truly capable of. So I think that, um, that is a huge, uh, reason why people should be joining Fragile X conferences, whether in person or virtual, uh, for now. Um, and also just being a part of Fragile X Awareness Month in some, um, capacity. And I think that, like, you know, how could you really regret uh, being a part of, you know, uh, opportunity to advocate, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So um, I know that they've shared on just fragile X syndrome, um, you know, and how it progresses in, in your lifespan. And I know they've talked about premutation carrier issues. They've talked about fragile X associated tremor ataxia syndrome. And I think the next one is on fragile X research in July. But how cool is it, like you said, Kelsey, that um, all of these ones that have already been talked about are available? um, until, uh, the end of the year, I'm assuming, um, as well as the Fragile X research uh, one that's to come here in a few weeks. So, um, I think that these are all really important topics and, and things we can learn about and then utilize for Fragile X Awareness Month. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for sharing your experiences so far with that.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: Um Debbie so are you able to really find ways um to kind of help um you know your family like how have how have you um been able to encourage your family in you know uh advocating for your
1: uh son to other people Um well, usually I um I talk to friends uh about him. They ask about his progress. I also share, you know, like I said, I share on social media Skyler's uh victories and things that he's he's come a long way doing, you know. And I just uh met a lady today for coffee and I was telling her, you know, how Skyler has come a long way um with the the things that he has learned because he was scanning his own groceries at the grocery store and the the self checkout. And he was putting Mm -hmm. them in the bags and he was, you know, doing those things. And he was, he gives money to the guy at at GameStop because he had money that he said that he had saved and he gave it to the guy for games and he picked out and made those choices. And so, you know, go back five, six years, he would have been like all over. He would not have focused on, doing you know picking out something or making those choices he would have just been like on extreme overload like focusing on everything around him so I do like to share those things with my son and when we go out you know I like to share with people with the with the grocery store clerk or you know when we're out walking at the park you know just share with people around me this is my son Skylar and he has fragile x and just striking up that conversation with people Yeah, liking
0: to just share what his successes have been. And, you know, the reason that I ask you that question is because I think that, um, you know, during Fragile X Awareness Month, it's really important to share with others uh, the successes that, you know, both of your guys' children have had in their lives so far and allowing that to just um, encourage uh, others to understand Fragile X better and to just be a part of advocating for it as well. So um, that is so awesome. And I think it's just encouraging in general just for um, you guys as parents and and just uh, even myself being associated with, with Fragile X, not yet a parent, but um, it's really encouraging to hear these things. And they, I think that they need to be talked about as often as possible.
1: Oh yeah, yeah,
0: So um, did you guys have anything else that's been kind of on your hearts about Fragile X Awareness Month or the conference or anything else that you wanted to share before we wrap up here?
2: Um, I think just uh, anyone who hasn't gotten a ticket yet to watch the virtual series, um, it's not too late. I think you can still um, purchase a ticket and, be able to listen in, um, even, you know, having the ability to watch it virtually this year, um, you know, like I said, my family wouldn't have been able to go for maybe, um, a couple more years. Cause we, you know, you have to save up. And so having the opportunity to be able to watch all of this good information at such a low cost was just, um, a huge blessing to us. So I think that, um, you know don't be afraid to go and do that it's um at first i was a little bit overwhelmed at the information but if you the cool thing about it being virtual is like i said you can watch on your own time so if you feel overwhelmed you can leave and come back and it's it's really cool that way and so i i think that um definitely check that out um and take advantage of it while while it is on there um so just i think that's yeah. the rest of what i have to add to that <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: I think, um, you know, it's it's important to uh, know, too, that there is financial aid out there. I know that the um, Northwest Fragile X Alliance is offering um, financial aid to um, Fragile X families in the Northwest region, I think Washington, Idaho, and Oregon. Um, so if anyone listening does want to attend and um, the... Uh, registration cost is, is tough um, financially for you to swing, then um, I know that they have a scholarship form that can be filled out um, because we want to make sure that families get access to all of this information that's just so vital um, on our individual Fragile X journeys. Um, And I think too, it's so vital to be a part of this uh, conference so that the information that we're learning can then be used uh, or utilized um, for Fragile X Awareness Month so we can share with others what we've been learning and also uh, having that opportunity to connect with other Fragile X families virtually and social media um, and so on and so forth. So um, yeah, that's kind of my, my last two cents, but yeah, um, <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being on yeah. today. I really appreciate it. Um, and I'm really excited about uh, this year's Fragile X Awareness Month.
2: Yes. Yeah, yes. for sure. Thank you so much for having us and look forward to joining again in the future.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Kelsey and Debbie.
2: Thank you, Nicole. You're welcome. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Talk FX. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at TalkFragileX to keep up to date on the latest episodes. You can listen to TalkFragileX on the major podcast listening platforms, Apple Podcasts and Spotify.